when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome back, friends, to Waypoint 101. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and this week's reading comes after we've spent the last two weeks in intensive study and contemplation during our Fortnite Fortnight. And uh, we actually have the f- full crew here, uh, starting with Austin Walker. Hey. And Danielle Riendo. Hi, how's it going? We got Patrick from Chicago. Hey, 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 hey. That's what? a Chicago noise. Oh, okay. He's he, calling well, he in. Int- he introduced it's, it's to me differently, zoo. so I felt like I needed to, I needed to, like, I, there was a different energy with my introduction. <laughs> uh, and we also managed to get Danica Herod on an extremely busy day, so we feel very blessed. So far, oh, I okay, well, goodbye, Danica. It was great <laughs> having so you. Great. Uh, I know you're super busy, and uh, I think you have a train to catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's tomorrow, Rob, but, you know, thanks. You wouldn't want to miss it, you know? <laughs> yeah, just get there early, I always say. These days, security? Ugh. Oh. That train station? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so before we get into the game we spent the last two weeks playing, uh, I actually want to talk for just a second about the one we mostly ignored, Fortnite Save the World, or as it was formerly known in the pre-Battle Royale era, Fortnite. Uh, this is the game I played ages ago at a preview event at Epic Games. Uh, this is the one they launched with last year. What happened to that game? And uh, is it just an accident that a modified version of that game has sort of become like the biggest game in the world right now? Or was there always something special about Fortnite uh, that just kind of got missed in that, in that initial launch? Well, Austin's the only one who's actually played Save the World. As he was world. quick to point out. I was. Yes, yes. Just hand shot up front of cl- front of the class. <laughs> um, you know, I think there was something special about that game, and I think parts of that translate. I think that like the character design in that game has clearly been something that like is approachable, is friendly, uh, and depending on which side of the bed you got up in, in, in the morning, it's either like off-brand Pixar or off-brand DreamWorks or off-brand <laughs> TF2, right? Um, and those are things that, like, you know, you can you can spin those as insults, but it's a very friendly-looking game. Um, and, and it looks much more friendly than Fortnite Save the World, a.k.a. Survive the Night, a.k.a sprint through the storm and all the other bullshit names I've given it uh, is like that game is actually 
pretty complex in its structure, at least it was at launch. Um, you know, you, you you had these mission modes where you'd go out and, and defend uh, an area and build up a little fort, uh, and and you know, t- uh, it was a wave based shooter basically. You know, zombies of various kinds that had some some had special abilities, some were harder to kill, some were easier to kill. Would rush the base that you and your friends had built and and filled with traps, um, and you kind of built choke points, and it was kind of a, a wave based or almost in some cases a tower defense game with all of the traps. Um, and on top of that, there was this really absurd meta layer <clears throat> that I think uh, doesn't even show up in the tutorial about kind of advancing your character and getting unlockable cards that represent uh, like NPCs that are part of your base and building, crafting weapons that de- degrade over time and you need to get new materials to craft new weapons with and you have to like craft arm or craft ammo while you're out in the field. Like it's a very complex game with a very simple facade. And I think that that was a big part of why it didn't click. Um, that despite the fact that it had this really great cartoonish look and the explosions looked like really fantastic and the, and it was fun to build. It was always fun to put a ramp up with your friends and like, like, oh, now I'm going to build this little new wing onto your tower that you built. Now I'm going to build this other, this other outcropping over here. It was just not a particularly easy game to get into despite all of that. Um, so I'm not surprised it didn't find an audience. Uh, but, and I do think that there was something of its later success in that original product. I will say that after I had finished the extremely convoluted Save the World tutorial, I yeah, didn't have... you were in that have... thing for like a week. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, I, it's... Calling it a tutorial is, is, is maybe granting it like too much. Uh, it, right. I, it's like you start the game and then it just throws you into things that seem like a tutorial, but then it never tells you when the tutorial ends. And even when it seems like the tutorial has ended, it hasn't actually explained like any of the mechanics that make Like, why am I hitting these pinatas? What, what do I even <laughs> use these like object like wh- who are these soldier cards that i'm collecting i can upgrade them like how does the crafting even work in this game like it explains <laughs> like literally nothing other than well you build stuff and you shoot it which is yes the base like parts of pve but like it was impressive how badly it actually explains itself which i don't know is just uh indicative of like all the resources went into battle royale and like they just didn't smooth out like the on ramp into a game that is still early access because it's 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 common for early access games to add the tutorial much later when they're like you know uh, coasting to to 1.0 and they think that the average person is going to start playing this but it was it was bizarre that we spent like three different mornings thinking all right we're going to play this save the world thing and we'll stream it so we can kind of see this other part of the game and then just not being able to because it was confusing about, <laughs> about whether we could match up or or start playing together or what even the other parts of the game do it was weird Danica did you did you ever make um, it to the end and were all your questions answered I well I got to the end and uh but I like Patrick mentioned I didn't know that it was the end and then I just like had no desire to <laughs> continue after that oh <laughs> fair Fair. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find like if the end of the tutorial the section was supposed to be like, and now go off and play. I was no. like, well, actually, I think I, I don't well, want to. Like, they, they didn't. There's not a compelling on ramp into whatever is interesting about that game, and I the, I have zero interest in ever playing PVE ever again. So the thing there is very much that 
it keeps tutorializing for the next like two hours of play because it has to tutorialize all the side systems. It has to tutorialize the fact that you can build NPC squads that you send out on missions, like it's Assassin's Creed, like Two Brotherhood or whatever. Uh, it has to tutorialize the fact that you have uh, the, the, the five different mission types that you'll have. But why uh, is it giving you the soldier cards before I know, you can dude, even it's know bad. what to do with them? I, you get a lot of loot you cannot use. A lot of like com- like components for the. Very Various meta systems. My understanding is that they've streamlined some of this stuff, but it, it, I haven't checked back in because no one I know is playing. You know, uh, um, and that's well, about someone that's done it recently. I I don't know if I would call it streamlined. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I mean, Danica, it sounds like you said when you hit the end of it that you you just had no desire left to, to mess around with that mode uh, at all. I am curious, like what you make of it in the end, and did you see any of of what made Fortnite successful? Uh, in that mode, in that tutorial. Well, I, I like really like PVE in games. Um, the PVE in TF2 is my favorite part of TF2, and I really liked when Overwatch. Every time Overwatch does a PVE event, um, so I was super excited. But I think the tutorial itself just kind of turned me off of playing the game. I don't know if when they launched they had that hour-long tutorial I think they did because I googled when does the Fortnite save the world tutorial end and every answer was from late 2017 of people just like trying to figure out where the game started and where the tutorial ended um but uh, no I like I I don't see from that based on the tutorial how the game would have garnered you know success so because I don't know that I would pay money for that right (laughs) Which they're still asking. They're still asking, how much is, is Save the World off the top of your head? 30, right? Yeah, Around that's there? still re- that's real money. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not nothing. That's an outfit. Come on. Listen, that's real money <laughs> until you get to Battle Royale where you've got to look fresh as hell the it's, way I yeah, do. Yeah, 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 it's an outfit. It's, it's a, tom- it's a tom- mayor of Tomato Town outfit. <laughs> to, to, you mean Tomato Tom. Sorry, sorry, please. Oh, wow. Tomato please. Tom is here Cannon. now. Oh, okay, he has well. thoughts on Fortnite. <laughs> oh. I think, you know, I think you should workshop the character a little bit. I'm not sure oh, that's what this is right here. Mm-hmm. Tomato Tom is here. I'm not he sure has Tomato Tom is pizza really pie and Fortnite. Tomato Tom cut off pieces of himself to make the pizza yum, okay yum. well now oh, he's made of flesh like paper mario yeah his his town is made of his flesh yes. and i'm made of my oh. town oh right. yeah okay yeah um this is getting pretty horrific i like the grenade launcher best <laughs> mm. y'all have all any right. other thoughts or questions <laughs> to make tom <laughs> i came all the way out here I, thoughts or questions i flew I like in from that. tomato town when i think I, of tomato town all when, i can think of is Tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> tomatoes. I, I gotta go, everybody. I, I gotta get back to Tomato Town. I gotta go back to making pizzas out myself. Bye. God. I'm back. So, uh, hey, sorry about that. I had to take a quick call. Uh, Austin, you're, you just miss missed anything Tomato important? Tom. Who? I can't believe it. Tomato Tom. You, you missed him. Oh, it's the, it's the mayor from Tomato Town, my favorite place on the Fortnite map. Yeah, I'm so uh, mad he, I missed him. I wanted to thank him about how it was incredible. He built an entire town around just a, a pizza shop and a taco stand, and that is it. And you should make sure to thank him for his service, by the way. It sounds like he's a vet, um, and it sounds like things got pretty real over in Nam, uh, and that's why he's uh, cooking uh, pizzas out of himself. Uh, things go is, things go wild in war, Rob. That classic, you know? that classic Vietnam really veteran takes a story. Piece of himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so. Let me tell you, like, I played Fortnite ages ago at, like, a preview event in, uh, 
at, at Epic Games, and with my unerring instinct for what what's going to be a hit, uh, for what's going to really blow up with the kids, uh, I looked at that and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" It's like Orcs Must Die, but completely like it's like Orc, Orcs Must Die meets Terraria in some ways. Like ever, like everyone's going to love this. This is going to be great. Uh, and I don't think like the thing that didn't dawn on me is. Orcs Must Die is pretty good and pretty self-contained and does a lot of the lifting for you in terms of understanding its concepts because it's putting you in really, like, constrained scenarios. Mm-hmm. And Fortnite, because it gives you all that freedom, really is kicking you off into a much deeper pool than its art style and tone really suggests. And I hmm. suspect that's, like, one of the reasons that uh, Save the World didn't really catch. How, how do you mean? Can you like expand on that a little bit with, with, cause I haven't played Orcs Must Die. I, I just kind of like, I've seen the steam trailer. Okay. Uh, so Orcs Must Die uh, is a like sort of third person shooter meets tower defense game mm-hmm. where you're running around these maps and you are building basically like little fortifications, little traps for these like uh, waves of orcs that come along. And you have to massacre them before they all reach the, uh, you know, whatever the MacGuffin is, the have to protect. But then also in these levels, you're running around with, like, a machine gun crossbow. And <laughs> right. you also have to go and, like, kill the orcs and use your special abilities uh, in order to keep them at bay as well. So, like, if you over-rely on traps, you won't have the damage to uh, put out fires. And if you don't build effective enough mazes and traps then you're just going to be overwhelmed because you can't be everywhere. And that that tension reminded me a lot of what Fortnite sort of set out to be, which was you are kind of building the maze. You, are, you have right. even more control over the map. Uh, and so like, I found that really irresistible. But at the same time, it's so open-ended that you can get completely lost. You can... You can never even locate what the maze is supposed to look like, right? Because really you kind of have to invent it. And that's a really different task yeah. than what a tower defense game asks of you. Yeah. Uh, it's also just like not easy to build mazes. Mazes are hard things to design, um, like effectively. It's what the entire tower, tower uh, you know, the entire tower defense genre isn't actually about building mazes. It's about placing things inside of mazes in the in the right choke points and stuff like that. There are some where you build where you build mazes, but like this is a new skill set, and it's on top of just like also you need to know how to fucking build a real ass maze. Um, and then when you get to battle royale, the thing that's the most interesting is like no, you don't. What you need to know how to build is towers. What you need to know how to build is up and like not anything that's about like guiding someone anywhere it uses the tool set that's supposed to be about building kind of mostly flat structures that have lanes and have traps and blah 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 into like i need height advantage and i need a wall in front of me to protect me from being shot which is not really a a hyper concern of the main game like everybody in in save or in save the world not the main game the main game at this point is battle royale (laughs) but at the time save the world you know the zombies shot very slowly it was very easy to dodge their attacks or just back away um and and build walls that would stop them from getting you know low walls that would stop them from getting close to you while you just killed them um it's so interesting to see those mechanics transfer over into the battle royale mode yeah, let's let's sort of dive into that, uh, and I think a good place to start this might actually be the question that uh, Jeff Grubb asked uh, just before we went on the air. Uh, 
if PUBG never existed and Fortnite Battle Royale came along just as it is, do you think it would have caught on in the same way? And I, I like starting with this question because I think it kind of begins from the place where our relationship with Fortnite began, which is like we like y'all were pretty all in on on PUBG, and then we realized that like oh, there's this entire world uh, out there that that we were missing, and we were kind of sleeping on one of the biggest games uh, of the year. But I think we had that initial resistance because it seemed like it was such a, you know, hackish job of mimicking PUBG in some ways. <laughs> uh, I think at least that was our initial read on it. And so I'm I, like, I kind of want to start the conversation there, right? Like, to to what degree does this feel like it owes a great deal to to PUBG, and to what degree did did, did it end up feeling like its own distinct experience for us? Yeah, I mean, I think there was sort of a, a collective feeling amongst a lot of people who were into PUBG in 2017 was that, like, why should we reward this clone uh, with sort of our interest? Like, one, we already had sunk a lot of hours into PUBG, but also, like, you're right, like, calling it hackish seemed, like, very on point. Like, they were even taking the branding of Battle Royale, like, and it was just like... Fuck this! Like I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Like I was actually like in some ways like offended that they could be so uh, blatant about it. And I, I hadn't really played much of Fortnite other than like 45 minutes of the Save the World stuff, and it didn't click with me. And so I moved on. And like then I saw that and was like, well then just fuck Fortnite, I guess. Um, and and just one. And at that point was still so invested in PUBG and like trying to get the win that Austin and I were trying to get last year that uh, it just I, I just. Yeah, like I had a very dismissive attitude about it, and just basically just de- deleted it from my memory. But um, I, th- you know, I think uh, yeah. Uh, do I think that the intention was just to copy a a popular mode and transport it into their own, which is a thing that is not unique to Epic Games or Fortnite. That is a, that happens in video games all the time. This is not a u- unique circumstance. But did they accidentally stumble upon? like something fresh and interesting when they applied the thing that was unique about their game, which was the building mechanics and put it into this game mode, which was not something they built. Uh, I think they did. Like, I mean, like, they, like that was my, my broad takeaway, like f- going through this arc of dismissive to forcing myself to understand was that um, whether intentional or not, they ended up landing on something that was wholly unique, even if it came from a place of let's just take the thing that's popular and graft it onto our thing. Right. I, I it's hard because like the at the end of the day what I get from PUBG is so different than what I get from Fortnite, which I guess suggests that it could still have been a thing. Um especially because it, it's reaching people who bounced off of PUBG who didn't find something to love in PUBG. There's enough of the core fantasy there that, or, or enough of a of a of a unique um uh sale there that like yeah, I could imagine it's still doing well. Um, especially because we have to remember that PUBG was not the first game of the genre, and I suspect that you would have seen people who had been playing King of the Kill, H1Z1 King of the Kill, uh, or or other uh, similar previous games, some of which made those by... Those are from by, the same designer, correct? Those are those, uh, some of them are, right? So like the culling existed and was not from the same designer. There are other Battle Royale games out there. Um, and those audiences were not as big as PUBG's by any means, uh, and, and it is kind of a, a flawed thought experiment to some degree because I don't think that Epic would have arrived there by looking at H1Z1 King of the Kill or The Calling. Um, they arrived there because of, because PUBG was huge um, and began tinkering and experimenting and then decided, yeah, why not? Let's do this. Uh, but I do think that, that those experiences are distinct enough. Like, 
Battlegrounds is such a tense fucking game. Uh, whether that's like you playing solo and like hearing footsteps, or or with a group where you're calling out different numbers and and uh, headings, and you still do that in in Fortnite, but it never takes on the quality. For me, it never even down to the last couple, it never takes on that same quality of like fear um, of like over trying mm-hmm. to confront that fear and like understanding the the basic geometry in of the of the map the way that you need to in PUBG because any little movement could be somebody everything is so over the top in Fortnite that it's rare that I get snuck up on or that I don't see somebody on a hill nearby I see them on the hill and then they fucking build over to me and kill me uh, and that's such a different experience than Battlegrounds which is like there's no motion and then suddenly there's motion and a short gunfight and maybe you're able to get away or get behind cover or something but like there's not the sort of like oh i'm gonna build a wall in advance or build a ramp in advance on this person and it's about like getting close enough to then pull out the shotguns and go and go wild um I, they feel like such distinct games yeah I, I want to ask how much of that is down to the aesthetics is i think down it's a, to- i think it's gameplay design as much as aesthetics like the aesthetics definitely help um d- differentiate them but the fact that in PUBG, one of the first skills people told me to learn was to advance on people while building ramps to hide behind and then poke your head out over the ramp or to build a recon tower which is like a wall and a and a ramp so the wall would protect you while you peek over and look down like those sorts of strategies just don't work those don't exist in 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 battlegrounds and are suggest a sort of a level of aggression of play that or demand a level of aggression of play that prevents you from being the sort of like hyper careful sniper tactical like disengaged sort of play where you're you're firing when you know you have a firing solution or something in in battlegrounds right in battlegrounds it's like all right can i win this fight i'm going to start pulling the trigger i'm going to start taking shots in in uh, PUBG, what you do in or in uh, in Fortnite, it's like okay, how do I close in on this person? How do I get height advantage on them? How do I destroy what they've built? And those are just different types of play. I mean, like even even down to like when we wanted to have experiences where all right, this would be a game where we're not going to get in, like in in PUBG, the yes. map is so large that you can intentionally choose places that are out of the way that you're not going you you know that you're sacrificing getting good loot but you are potentially having a match that will last 20 30 40 minutes because you want to take your time you want to do just like a, a slower pace and that just doesn't exist in in Fortnite like you can occasionally get lucky and you'll pick a spot where there's no one else with you but the map is so dense and there's no no matter where the the battle bus or you know the the plane equivalent starts like you can basically get to any other part of the map like pretty quickly and that's not going to be a problem like the game is very much focused around like confrontation aggression pushing players up against another like it, it is an even more aggressive form of PUBG, which is already an aggressive form of shooter um, right. which is trying to force confrontation through the blue wall through the circle and then fortnite just exasperates that both through the the, the size of the geography um the way the gunfighting works and the fact that players can build and then force confrontations and uh strategic uh, tactical advantages that don't that you just can't create for yourself. Like you can be just stuck in a place in PUBG where you are fucked. And in Fortnite, <laughs> like 
yes, there are places where are better than others, but you can also create your own height advantage and like geometry around you, which is just uh, it's it, often I think uh, and even playing Fortnite and the couple of weeks that we played it, like lessons from PUBG serve you very poorly in Fortnite and actually make you a worse Fortnite player because you have to, although they share a similar uh, overall structure, like the actual minute to minute play is so different that treating them the same is just going to get you in trouble. I've started thinking, and this might be a slightly weird analogy, but I've started thinking of Fortnite and PUBG almost in the same way I think of Dark Souls and Bloodborne in a weird way. In mm. the way that certain things, are, certain types of aggressive play are much more rewarded yeah. in approaching either or the other sort of way. Although I obviously, I have to admit, I haven't played much PUBG because I just kind of couldn't because of the whole controller issue. But it, it weirdly in my brain is is sort of hitting those same strokes of like, okay, aggression uh, is more rewarded in this type of game, and therefore it's somewhat more accessible, and therefore I am personally more interested in it because I'm not a skilled player. Right, <laughs> That's I, my I, weird analogy for the day, I guess. I think that's a good analogy. I, I, the, the one caveat being that you can look at someone like Matt Pasquale or Will Smith or the, the many actually super good uh, uh, PUBG players who stream and stuff who are very aggressive, but they've they've climbed a fucking hill to get to where they can yeah. be confident about their aggression. And the reason they win is because they're aggressive, right? Um, though even then, they know when to shut up and hide in a bush or go into <laughs> a shack and like let somebody else take a fight and then go in, go in to pick off the, the, go, the survivors. Go watch our recent stream with Matt Pasquale. is like a, a, a perfect demonstration like as, <laughs> as someone that understands when to just like sit your ass down on a hill when to, like goes into a shack like knows when to take a sh I mean like that's exactly the dynamic yeah. that you're talking about yeah totally totally I um I often need to and I mentioned this I've mentioned this before like on Twitter um but I often need to decompress from playing Fortnite with playing PUBG because huh. Fortnite is so intense all the time it's very like McDonald's 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 and <laughs> right. I need those I need those quiet moments that I get from PUBG, even if those quiet moments are oftentimes very tense and stressful, right. um, where I can like walk around without a bunch of like without chest sounds like in my ears and <laughs> without a gnome and, laughing at you. Right. And without hearing people like breaking shit apart, I, I need the quiet moments where I can like loot and figure out what to equip. And you can't, you can't run you can run through a Fortnite map and have someone snipe at you and have somebody just completely miss because snipers in that game aren't great. And in PUBG, you can be running through a field completely silent and have somebody just kill you, you know, right. with one shot. That sounds it's weird. less decompressing. <laughs> but it's no, it's 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 decompressing in like a, a stressful way because Fortnite is Fortnite is so intense in this not in this not very stressful way it's intense in in a way that my brain is going a million miles a minute yeah. because there's so much sensory stuff going on and in PUBG that sensory stuff doesn't really exist you know you hear shots and they're 500 meters away and you know kind of the general area where they're coming from in Fortnite you hear shots and like building and chests and gnomes yeah. and a million things at once it's like uh, fortnite is like high reps low weight and and PUBG is like oh. high weight low reps like it's just like all right every time i lift this fucking thing it's gonna be okay i'm gonna move from this house to that house hold my breath mm -hmm. let's go and that and is also, a different experience and yeah. also i feel like 
I feel like Fortnite's battle royale mode would have garnered popularity without the existence of PUBG because you don't Drake wasn't playing PUBG. <laughs> you know, right. there are people out there who love Fortnite because like it's accessible, um, it's free, everybody around them is playing it because it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, that's a and, huge point that none of us really brought up. Good call. Yeah. There <laughs> are there are like famous people who love Fortnite who would never touch PUBG. So and also kids. Like parents parents are gonna like want the parents would probably much rather their kids play a free battle royale game where there's no blood. Um it's very colorful. It's lively. It it's not like it doesn't feel like you are out on this empty battlefield yeah. waiting to snipe somebody from three hundred meters away. Right. Totally. I mean, I will say just in ter- like I don't think there's any way that like uh, Fortnite Battle Royale exists without without PUBG. Like literally, the so many of the design elements are just ported over and adapted to Fortnite. Uh, that obviously it, it it owes its existence to that. If they'd somehow come up with the idea completely independently and created it on their own, I do think it still would have been a huge success because so playing the two games and I'm like I'm the PUBG newbie of of this panel in a lot of ways. Uh, although I will say that after like a weekend with PUBG, I came back to Fortnite and was like stone cold man. Like PUBG yeah. made a killer out of me. <laughs> uh, and then I, and then I, and then it brought my mayhem to Fortnite uh, for at least one day. I had a good day, but when I look at the two, Fortnite feels actually a lot like an RTS to me in a way that like like PUBG feels like a um, you know an Arma type game, right? Like or or uh, Austin, you'll 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 feel me on this. I think one of the old Delta Force games with the voxels yeah, from ages definitely. ago, where the map was huge and like a big part of the skill of it was just like reading the little folds and ripples of the terrain and figuring out like what pixel was moving out there so you could kill mm-hmm. it or at least be scared of it. Uh, and that's how that feels. It's it's a tactical like military sim in a lot of ways, or at least that's in its DNA. When I play Fortnite. It's it's a base builder from a third-person shooter perspective, but it's still kind of a base builder RTS for me in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of why I think it's really popular. I think it kind of stealths a lot of the cool things about RTSs into a new format. But it's also why I find the game incredibly fucking daunting. Yeah, I, I wish it was more of a base builder is the thing. Like... I so we did the the while we were doing our Fortnite Fortnite they re-released the 50 versus 50 mode. Um and I don't know who on this call had a chance to play that. I know I did with Danica, Patrick yeah. you did. I think most of us did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give awesome. that a shot. Cool. Um the final game, one of the final games that we played. I I had a good time with it basically all all weekend or all all the time that I played it. But then in the fi- one of the final matches Danica and I had on Sunday the the uh, circle, the final circle. I mean, I guess it's one circle in in fifty v fifty, but it ended up on Lonely Lake, whatever the lake is called, whatever Loot that lake, lake. Loot, Loot Lake, Loot Lake, Loot lake. Mm-hmm. Um, with like literally on top of it with with the I don't know if you remember this. Loot Lake has that island in the middle, little tiny island with a house, and then on one side there's kind of like an industrial like uh, factory. 
uh, set up a couple of kind of factory buildings and it was it was so amazing because it came down to basically building two fort or um uh, a similar sort of uh, what's the what's the unreal version of, of of that kind of map where there's just like two sides uh kind of facing, shooting across facing worlds facing worlds yeah. yeah exactly uh where both sides built up these bases um that were kind of horizontally trenched uh, entrenched across from each other with the with the lake between them um and Everything about it was so good. Like I want that game on on smaller scales. I want it to be a ten v ten fight. I want it to be a four v four fight that feels sort of like the way that did. That is about. I'm going to build a base around some of this geometry. I'm going to knock what I need to knock down down. Uh, I had so many moments where it was like you know I saw someone go down. Danica went down, or I went down, and we had to like build our way towards each other or run through the the gaps where there was no cover to try to reach each other to heal each other. Um, and it, it it was the first time that that game felt like the building felt more than just competitive, but actually a, a little bit expressive because you ended up seeing players like start building out these little wings of the of the structure and then like kind of advance and and reach re-entrench themselves 20 feet ahead of them, you know, and another 20 feet ahead of them again, and setting up um, the, what are the launch pads called? I think they're called launch pads. Yeah, setting up launch pads nice. between different sections of the of the bases so that you could run between them based on where the enemy was pushing. It was like one of the best experiences I've had playing that game, uh, and it did feel like a base builder, because it did feel like I mean, there was a point where I was literally collecting resources, and I was like, Danica, do you have any steel? Because there's a vending machine here. I want to buy this this grenade launcher <laughs> so I can start trying to take down the enemy's fort. Um, and and that and I was like going around to find all the brick I could or, or whatever, like knocking down walls. And like I was the collect, I was the the unit in a in an RTS collecting the resources necessary <laughs> to, to buy a unit. Um, and uh, it, it was really cool. And I wish I saw more of that in the four v four mode or the two v two mode. But instead, or the or the solo mode but instead what i mostly see is i'm going to get height over you and shoot you with this tactical shotgun yeah or yeah, blow was, up uh, your cover with a grenade launcher or a, a rocket you know uh, also Danica, that, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that that last round that we played was also very very even up un, until the yes, end and that true. was i think one of the first times that we had been in a 50 v 50 match where the numbers were so close <laughs> right. and then at the end we just thinned them out i think it was 17 on our team alive and also Another thing that helped hugely in that round was I stuck with you. And right. normally we just don't do that. And we always say, hey, we should stick together. We should stick together. But if we're in the same base area, I think we're fine. If we're with our other teammates. Which is not fine. true. It it's not true out. because we're not, yeah, we're not communicating with them. But that I think was was a big part of why towards the end of Fortnite, Fortnite, I had so much fun because 50 v 50 is such a different experience than squads right yeah I, I i was actually excited briefly we're in the middle of it i thought we were coming into the game at, at a really good time where they added this item called the port fort mm-hmm. uh, which uh you just throw down this grenade and it builds like this like a pretty not, not elaborate but it basically builds like a uh, a funnel uh for a tower it was some uh uh, uh, tires at the bottom and, and the ga- tires in this game you can bounce off of. So you come in, it, you funnel yourself up, and then it kind of diagonally splits out uh, a little bit uh, so that you have like that exact diagonal sort of like height advantage, something you can peek over to see players. And if people want to come in, they have to like go into your tunnel and you have a chance to kind of take them out and you throw grenades down and set traps, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I really, I thought I was like, oh, like, I wonder if the game is going to start addressing sort of the skill floor problem that I think 
this game has often for players that are getting just starting to get into the game because the like one of the most like intimidating parts of Fortnite is because it's not it's not not just building things like lots of games involve building but few games involve building as as competition um, and so just because you've built things in Minecraft or or in Fallout 4 or other games like that's not necessarily transferable to what's happening in Fortnite because the reason you're building is is completely different and the speed at which you need to build is completely different and if you're on a PS4 like you're at a disadvantage because it, the controller is just not nearly as fast as the the bindings you can do on a on a, on a computer with a mouse and keyboard but uh, even now that I've gotten like the hang of like the the basics I still wish there there were more tools in the game that addressed the the skill floor because I still think like even if you were to put in more tools like the port-a-fort or make things like the like even a port-a-fort that was half the size or not nearly as complex just things that allowed players at the like click of a button to build things that were tactically useful um I think would be incredibly useful because it wouldn't eliminate the skill ceiling. It would just mean that people who are getting into the game or players that aren't just, even if they are into the game, but are at a competitive disadvantage because they're not particularly good at the building part, but still want to play Fortnite. I wish the game was a little more versatile in offering options for players because it's like the building stuff I still find completely fascinating, even as someone that traditionally is not into building stuff in games at all. Like, I never touched it in, like, 60 hours of Fallout 4 because I just don't like building bases and stuff like that. Same. Um, just hate it. Like, absolutely, like, out, like outright hate it. Wish I could have paid $10 to have a cool base just built for me. <laughs> Listen, like, Patrick, I would have paid give someone me 20 to... bucks I know. an <laughs> hour. I'll, I got you. Even I, Minecraft I, I never built. Yeah, I, I, ab I abhor it. Like, I, I just, it's just, I need objectives. I want, like, a reason to do it. And anyway, so, but uh, one of the things that I liked about Fortnite was um, I mean, Austin, you mentioned like the wishing the game pushed more on player expressivity, but I like constantly found in the game that there was accidental expressivity happening Ooh. as you made your way through the world. Like when you come across a yeah. town and the, the reason you find out that like you shouldn't loot it or you shouldn't look around is because you just see this giant sprawling <laughs> sets of like wooden structures just all over the place. Then you can tell like where the flow of the battle, like who had the advantage there. Like you, there are stories being told totally. by the building that I just found utterly fascinating that like it made even just trekking across the world like really interesting like in like in the 50v50 where they put in a proliferation of the jump pads like the like the joy i would have <laughs> seeing someone building a stairway to heaven where they're just throwing up like 60 levels worth of uh diagonal uh buildings so that people can start shooting their, their way across the map like that stuff i was just really fascinating unique and uh like Probably accidental consequences of like the the game they built um, that that I found like really charming and like often like beautiful in in a in a weird way. Um, there was like only hunting sometimes, right? Yeah, you go into a town, yeah. it's like well, what the fuck happened? You know here? what that stuff really reminded me of was what? you know the lowest level of Inception where they just like it's like pure building, it's that weird like cityscape, but it's just all creations mm -hmm. from their mind. Mm -hmm. yes. That's Fortnite feels like you're being hunted by one of those people sometimes. <laughs> Maybe you could be one of those people, but like you are in that world now where like, yes, there was a physical realm here once, but now these these gods of hotkeys and, and shit have like <laughs> built these weird like tactical ziggurats out of nowhere and like some of them are dead but their ruins remain and maybe they tell a story. Right, like the broken off fragment of a tower suggests, like maybe the person who built that one, or maybe that's the place they set up to set up to snipe and just got like knocked out by a rocket, and that's all that remains. And I love that stuff. Totally, yeah, I, I should cool clarify stuff. very briefly that 
I don't mean that there is no expressivity in the game as is in like the regular battle royale mode. Um, I think there's lots of micro expressivity. There's a lot of decision making when it comes to how aggressive you want to be, whether you want to focus on building up or building defenses, uh, whether whether you know you you want to get into the bunny hopping fight or or if you want to get into the the kind of long distance sniper match. Um, we made lots of fun choices along the way. I have I have some pretty clear memories of like, you know, we're walking down this the the a plateau and see another group down by the riverbank who's building up. And like, do we engage or not? How do we how do what, what do we decide? All that stuff does totally work. But I also wish there was more of that macro level expressivity that I saw on some of the fifty v fifty matches. And that's in the save the world mode because that mode is all about the sort of like how do I make a fort that feels cool to me but also is like tactically sound and what do I think tactically sound is and so I wish there was more fort building and less um not less but but on top of there being the sort of quick thinking reaction uh fort building the sort of like tower building more of the like all right here's where I'm, I'm holding out I'm placing my fucking banner down I'm building my fort here let's go this is why I uh, I think Danica, you mentioned this the, that it would be cool if Fortnite had a capture the flag mode. Oh, that'd be cool. Because because imagine if you had like a, I don't know, let's say like ten on ten or something like that, where like you you start off with the flag and then you have to build that base to try and protect people from yeah. raiding in and getting the flag. Like that's like that sounds fu- <laughs> that sounds fucking cool. Like oh, that would be I good. Think, I think I think what, what I'm excited about like the future of Fortnite um, beyond like the battle royale mode is like what ba- the battle royale mode mode revealed was how much the building part fundamentally changes a lot of like otherwise like rather rote or or like quote unquote normalized like sort of game modes and like that wrinkle of like building like free expression in, in building a base with a group of people like. I've played plenty of Capture the Flag. I don't need to play Capture the Flag again, but putting it into Fortnite, like, that sounds, like, new and different in a way that, like, the building, like, allows for. Yeah. Um, so we have a question on Twitter from uh, reader Sebastian. Uh, what expectations were most thoroughly subverted by your playing experience? And, uh, Danielle, I think I want to start here with you because – I, I think maybe you maybe came into this with the most uh, sort of anticipation in some ways because like pub like PUBG was so was so closed off to you because it's such a mouse and keyboard game. Yeah. Uh, but I, so I'm curious what your expectations were, and then like what genuinely surprised you here with uh, with Fortnite. I think yeah, Danielle also knew more about Fortnite than any of us. I, that's going into it. that's possibly true uh, just because I've watched my girlfriend play it for like a year. She's actually been playing it the whole time. She's been sort of riding the wave of, you know, watching it become really popular. Uh, so I've, I had seen a lot of Fortnite up until this point, but I, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, super invested. Like this was sort of like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch grading while she's like playing the game. So I wasn't like, you know, <laughs> invested in her tactical abilities or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, but, I, you know, I was exposed to the game for this entire time. Uh, and so I sort of, uh, at first I sort of wrote it off as like, uh, you know, uh, okay, I guess it looks like uh, cartoony, you know, DreamWorks, whatever. That's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> and you shoot people and that's boring. That's all okay, right, whatever. I guess. All right. Uh, yeah, basically, like... <laughs> I didn't have high expectations going in. And frankly, I thought she was playing this game because it was popular and not because, like, she liked it or anything. Later on, I, you know, as I started playing it and realizing 
This is a really fun game. I actually like the way it looks. I actually really enjoy the like garbage DreamWorks aesthetic. I think it's really fun. I like the character designs. I like the over the topness of it. I almost sort of compared it to a Saints Row kind of thing. Like it's not nearly as over the top as Saints Row, but it's sort of in the realm of a Saints Row. And I love me some Saints Row, uh, especially like the later games. Although I, I had a lot of fun with two, so don't worry. Uh, so, you know, like a lot of that is going on the like bargain basement garbage satire kind of stuff. You know, the Tomato Town and the whatever Moisty Myers, like even the names are very uh, kind of goofy and fun. And just the, the sheer fact that I could play this game made me feel a lot more welcome because the one time I ever tried playing PUBG, uh, I spent the entire first uh, like round just stuck in level geometry. Like I was just, I parachuted in and I was stuck in a roof the entire time. Uh, and then the second round, I couldn't run because it was really just not optimized for controller support. And like, that's fine. That's a decision they can make, whatever. Uh, but here I was playing this game and I was like, I can play it. Oh my God, this is great. I can play this game. I can be at least partially useful, maybe to my team. I can I can hang on with somebody who knows what they're doing and maybe I can shoot somebody occasionally. And you fucked uh, up those people in the prison. Yeah, so. I, I did okay. I got I got those two kills. I was pretty happy about that. So just the fact that this is an accessible game that a scrub ass scrub like me can go in and have like a base, just an absolute base level competency at in any sense of the word was really fun. That and I actually like building things in games. I'm not saying I am like any kind of master builder, but I enjoy that sort of thing. Like if you give me a set of tools, I'll make some wacky thing and, and feel good about it and feel like I enjoyed myself that day. Uh, so I, I sort of enjoy that there is that aspect to it. Uh, I'm still like not even nearly uh, any kind of skilled player. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate that I could go in and, and have fun with it. And the most surprising thing, of course, was that I liked the way it looked and I liked the way that it felt. And of course, that made me start talking to my girlfriend and be like, hey, I actually like this game. I'm shocked. I really like this game. She's like, yeah, it's actually ridiculously fun. Uh, so we kind of had that moment where we both realized we weren't just doing it for work and it was kind of nice. I want to piggyback on this just a little bit because, Danielle, you mentioned like not being the greatest or whatever, but I think part of the fun of Fortnite, at least for me, were those little moments where like you got two kills when the rest of the team was dead or like <laughs> yeah. I knocked three people towards the end of a 50 v 50 match or Rob was by himself just like taking people to town. Those yeah. those moments are so good. Those moments like make that game for me. I feel like you don't have to be good at this game. That like that's that's yeah. why I feel like this is so different well, from PUBG. Is like you don't. Of course, it it helps to be good and have the building down. But like, I don't feel like bad about not being great at this game in the way that I sometimes feel kind of self deprecating when I'm playing PUBG. I feel fine about yeah. not being that great at this game. I'm you're having I'm, fun playing a game, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing there that I'll say is I think you're right that, like, I have a good time when I'm playing Fortnite, regardless of the fact that, like, I'm not good at building. Uh, I'm not good at that many things. I got that one crossbow kill. I'm very proud of that crossbow kill. Yeah. But other than that, I don't have many, like, highlights um, in, in Fortnite. Um, what I will say is I often feel better about my role as a supporter in a squad game of PUBG than in Fortnite. When things go wild at in in Fortnite, I often feel like 
it's my fault that I can't pull it together for the team where it's like, oh, I just need to get over there and, and get the shotgun blast in to save Patrick or like, oh, I, Danica's up on that roof. I just need to quickly figure out how to build up to that roof up too, too, up too late. Uh, and well, maybe we just don't know how to do that yet. Well, we, I put, I've put in, you know, 30 hours in the last two weeks. That's, <laughs> that's the limit, right? Because, because within the first 10 hours of playing PUBG, I felt like I was contributing even just by saying, uh, there's three guys at 270, um, or like, oh, someone's coming near me. I'm just going to start, someone's coming near someone, oh, a friend of mine. I'm just going to start shooting in their general direction to distract them. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to lay down fire so that somebody else can like heal for a second. Um, all of those little things feel like they matter a lot in PUBG, and so even when Matt Pasquale carries us to a chicken dinner, uh, it feels like there <laughs> I'm are still times- resin. I'm still resin. Both of y'all, you're still resin. <laughs> so we can get right? that chicken dinner. I, mean, I, I think very. I think so firmly about one of my first chicken dinners was. Uh, Matt Pasquale and Matt Kessler uh, and me playing together in a, in a trio, uh, and there was a moment when I realized, like, wait. We need to give Pasquale the sniper rifle. Like, <laughs> let me put everything on the ground. I'm going to reassign who has what weapons. And it was not to get me good shit. It was me giving up the best shit. And we, like, swapped weapons. And then we went out there. And, like, we got it into a fight at a range near that little, um, there's, like, a little uh, kind of courtyard and, and uh, like, house area. Or, like, a, not like a con, like, apartments, basically, to the east of the school. Uh, or to the west of the school, to the east of the, of the uh, mansion, I guess. Um... Uh, and uh, it just like went wild. It just went like completely wild. And and, and because we'd switched off the weapons, Pascal had what he needed to like get the job done, and that felt good. And like I, I don't ever feel that good. And obviously, we haven't won uh, a, a true victory royale in squads um, in in Fortnite. But like I, I rarely feel like I'm contributing to the team in the same way I, I feel like i'm working with people next to them and it, it works out sometimes but i just don't get that same that same jolt of like yes like i'm, I'm helping i did in duos i i felt the exact mm. same way as as you did in squad which is why like i i hope to continue playing more of Fortnite. like will smith has a uh, friend of the show has expressed an interest in getting into it and trying to understand that game and i was like i'm yeah, hell yeah, I'll play with you. Like I, I'm still, I want to go in pursuit of the win in in duos. I'm not that interested in getting it in squad. And in PUBG was the same thing. Like I, I find squad, squad, I'll play squad, but like duos remains like my favorite way to play PUBG. It, I think it is, it is, it is absolutely my favorite way to play Fortnite because it, by virtue of proximity and just the virtue of like the kind of encounters you can get into in duos, like. There are just less instances for my particular skill set and skill level where in, in squad, it, you can just be swarmed and just destroyed by a group that just knows, knows what they're doing. That just happens less frequently in duos. Like, And, and even if you mm. do encounter uh, a, a, a set of uh, players that know what they're doing, it's just more manageable 2v2. Like, there, there's there's more of an opportunity for something accidental or to, to sneak around the corner on someone or, or just get the jump. And so I, I found myself being far more satisfied playing duos in that game than I did in, in almost any other mode. Like, solo was fine. Like, it was good to, like, experiment and to, like, wrap my head around, like, the shooting and to just jump into, you know, uh, Tilted Towers and, and f- kind of just wreck some shit. But, yeah, duos was far and away my favorite way to play the game. I need to play more duos. Yeah, like, for me, duos seemed far and away the most fun. Uh, I was actually, 
pretty decent at solos, but that's mostly because I'm very good at like hiding, basically. Like I basically play solo mode like Rambo First Blood. Uh, where, like you actually don't see me for like an hour of the movie, uh, just like people getting fucked up. Rob Cena. Uh, yeah. God. Dun, well, da, da, da. But uh, Rob, are you gonna buy the exclusive thirty dollar Rambo skin for Fortnite when that inevitably comes out? I am not Austin because I have some self respect and I have some self control. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm holding out for the Apollo Creed myself. So I yeah. Mean. Um, but. <laughs> The weird thing about squads for me is that, um, I don't know, Fortnite, it just, for some reason, it doesn't work for me in Fortnite, and it does in, in, in PUBG. And, like, PUBG, it just feels like there's enough space on the map for you and a squad to land and pick up some momentum before you mm. get into confrontation as a squad, where you can actually engage with some tactics and forethought and planning. Like, you can actually have those conversations of, like, how do we want to handle this this next encounter? How do we want to handle this space we've got to traverse? And maybe that is just a function of the size of the map in PUBG. Maybe it's a function of the way that uh, combat tends to be a lot more quickly decisive in, in PUBG. I'm not, I'm not sure, but every single like four person squads game of uh, Fortnite we've played, it has felt a little bit claustrophobic. Like literally it is a dice roll on landing mm-hmm. as to how that's going to go. And then you, and then you have a game, then you, then you discover like whether or not you're going to have a good squads run. And when you do, that can be a lot of fun, but man, it really does. And it's probably a function of our skill level too. Yeah. But it really does feel like with squads, the very first thing you have to do is clear this initial hurdle to see whether your squad is effectively like bought in, right? Like, were you able to ante up into this game? Well, I think, like, but I think this goes back to something we were talking before, where like the game doesn't want you to like go off, find some loot, and then go, then like stumble upon a squad. It's like if you go down there, if it's four on four, your primary goal should be hunting down that squad and taking them out, like Fortnite wants you to go and you're going to be punished if you decide to like ah like i hope we can kind of like just skirt around this and get away like essentially fortnite is saying like that's the wrong way to play like you're both not going to learn how the the kind of wonky uh combat works and we should probably talk about the bunny hopping uh (laughs) at some point here um but like yeah like the moment you show cowardice in fortnite is the moment like any decent player worth their salt is just going to like push you into the ground and and move on um, because it just it just it just pushes and punishes anyone who isn't willing to just jump in and start pulling the trigger because that like there were just aren't, it feels like there are places to hide because you can build but the moment you start hiding is the moment that someone that knows what they're doing is just going to completely wreck you totally i mean that that kind of just speaks to the difference in combat too i i think a lot about the thing that um uh, my friend Jack DeKeat, uh, occasional Waypoint contributor, said about uh, PUBG when he first started playing that last year, which was just, hey, the, the combat in this feels like the way action movie combat feels. Like, there is a a flow to it. There are shots, you know, shots outside the windows near the yellow house. Uh, and, and you kind of start to craft little micro stories around it. I think about, you know, again, Matt Pasquale just had that 16-kill game uh, of PUBG the other day. But even just that, that fi- the finale where he's, like, inside the shack, there are shots, he pops out, he, like, wraps around the, the entirety of the house on the ground, and then ends up getting that, like, sniper headshot on the third person he, he gets there by, like, tilting his head around the side. Or, or I think about 
time, you know, at this point, a year ago, eight months ago, ten months ago, when I found the the uh, a good sniper rifle for the first, it was just the Kark for the first time, and I had like an 8x scope on it, Patrick, and we were going towards the, that area that's like a, a few low kind of retail shops, and then that one like three or two floor uh, a base uh, in, in PUBG where there was a uh, like two or three teams engaging inside of that building, and like I was staying back and providing sniper support, and you were moving in with a shotgun, uh, and like I remember this clear as day because it, it, it tells a little mini narrative that is akin to the sorts of action movies and and fiction narratives of what action looks like, right? Like I was taking the sniper shot and I was terrible with it at first, but bit by bit I learned how the thing worked and finally I got this really great headshot through the second floor window. Uh, and uh, the, the Fortnite doesn't have time for that. Like Fortnite wants you to go play the game and the game is rush in, like build well, build to get a kind of a superior position uh, and and bunny hop until you, you shoot somebody to death with a tactical shotgun or have <laughs> have a distance on them and have the recon wall set up, the recon tower set up so that you can poke your head out, take some shots with an assault rifle or a scoped weapon maybe uh, and get them at a distance. But like it's about engaging building firing. There's like uh, it feels like there are a number of optimal strategies um, and there are strategies in PUBG also, but the, but the way that those express out, I right? just think about all the times there's there's no vehicles in in Fortnite, and so suddenly like it, vehicles can't get in the way the way that they get in the way in a really goofy, funny way in PUBG, where you're suddenly doing a road trip movie, you're in a boat somewhere, and all of that like moreness is not necessarily like oh it's a better uh, like well, better designed you know uh, combat game. But it does mean that there are more. There's a more variety of experiences for me in terms of just theme and uh, encounter and storytelling. I can tell you about the times that Patrick was trying to hide under the water as people were sniping down at us, you know, or or was stuck behind the rock and the guy was right above the rock. In in Fortnite, that guy just builds up and then aims down and shoots Patrick in the fucking head. You know what I mean? Like those, and, and that's good because that means the game for for Fortnite for, for Fortnite who's trying to attract this broad player base. You play the game. You play the game. You get better at the game. It, it gives it legs as a competitive game. I get it. But it, it's probably not, it's not hitting me because I want to tell those stories as best as I can. I want the car to explode sometimes. I want the boat to get beached. I want somebody to yell at me for flipping the bike over, you know? We should maybe talk about the, uh, the large rodent in the room, the bunny hopping <laughs> and, and, and the combat. Uh, since you have brought brought it up in the, in the last few minutes, it seems to loom a bit large when you think about uh, <laughs> Fortnite uh, combat. How do we feel about Fortnite as a competitive shooter? How like how how are y'all finding it? I don't play a lot of competitive shooters at this point. Like I played I play PUBG. I play I played Destiny two a lot, um, and Destiny two feels fantastic. So it's a hard thing to compare it to. You know. Um, uh, and Destiny 2 doesn't have bunny hopping. Uh, I guess maybe this is the thing. I think Destiny 2 is a, is a pretty cartoonish game when it comes to like, oh, you you are space wizards who have magic powers and who you know throw energy balls around or pull out an energy staff or fire energy arrows because that's the weird space magic class you are. Um, but it never feels goofy in the way that it feels when I see people bunny hopping and shooting at each other at the end of a Fortnite game um, or whenever I'm being killed by someone. Uh, even when I get bunny hopping kills, even when I like out maneuver or like plant my feet when they jump and shoot them out of the sky um, or, uh, you know, even when it just works out in my favor, I never quite feel like that sort of close range combat is fun. 
I do like I, I've come around on the feel of like the mid range weapons and the long range weapons. I don't mind firing the assault rifles and the crossbows and the the other kind of like the SMGs and stuff like that. I I, I kind of come around on those, but that like hop 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 shoot hop shoot hop shoot stuff just doesn't look cool to me even when i win it doesn't feel yeah, or look but it, cool. it has a long lineage like counter totally like is is and like, i think it looks goofy as shit there too it's it, yeah i just think it's I, like the fixation on it is interesting because i think people have forgotten how much bunny hopping goes back to 90s right uh, like epic unreal tournament right unreal mm. quake 3 like Quake itself, like totally. bunny hopping, like has a long, long, long tradition in hardcore PC shooters that have been has been ironed out from the Call of Duties and, and you know Halo, which is like you know which is you know very similar to Destiny, where you're more of a tank uh, as a character. But right. Yeah. Like it's it's I found it uh, interesting how I bounced off it uh, and then came to like try and grapple with it as it was partially because, like, forgetting, like, my own history. Like, I played so much Quake 3 Arena. I played so much Unreal Tournament. Like, I played a lot of Counter-Strike back when it first got started. And, like, that was, like, Buddy Hopping was just, that is intrinsic to um, the legacy of the type of shooters that a studio like Epic, like, built their original name on. Right. Can I ask, so, again, not, not, I don't have a huge history with a lot of those games. I don't have a huge history with competitive games in general. But is there something about like bunny hopping that turns you off specifically, Austin? Like it, it in my mind, the all of everything that happens in these games looks pretty goofy. Like there's nothing that's like you know quote unquote realistic about the, the no. guns or the way they fire or anything like that. But is it just that it feels like a crapshoot in some way, or, or no, is there got, like I, less skill I, involved in bunny hopping? Or no, I I feel it getting. I, you know, I felt myself getting better. For sure, at okay. the bunny hopping fight. Like if you, I think if you track my play through the course of this, this, these days, I'm probably worse at the end and worse at the beginning. And in the middle, I, I, ha- I was like, okay, yeah, I'm holding my own in these fights. You can see that I've learned how to build a little bit. It, it mostly feels like, it, I, I, again, I don't think it's about realism. I think it's about um, s- sort of playing with language that reminds me of how stories are told in other medium. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, you look at the stories I just told about PUBG all look goofy in a vacuum, but while playing evoked to me the experience of, you know, uh, uh, watching a, a war movie or, or watching Miami Vice or like, you know, playing a, uh, the, the, the movie, the, yeah. uh, the, the, yeah, Michael Mann. Michael yeah. Mann. Yeah, the Michael Mann movie. Um, uh, or, or you know, uh, they 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 played the way action sequences in in kind of pulpy action stories in fiction uh, read. Um, I've never. I don't have an internalized like love for and then me and this dude jumped around in circles pulling <laughs> triggers at each other. Sure. Right. Like even even when you look at, like the John Woo stuff, at least off. that's Come about. On. That's what it was. I said I was going to John Woo, wasn't I? Like I, but but even there, that looks different than this, right? Because that's about like these. In fact, that's like um, God. I was playing something else recently that had that sort of you do side, you do like uh, horizontal um, uh, dashes and stuff and shoot, and that worked better for me than hopping in place or hopping like doing these kind of horizontal, almost like almost like folk dancing, jumping around each other <laughs> stuff. Um, and I think maybe part of it is it's third person, right? It was like I see my self doing this and it looks it doesn't read as anything to me i don't know how to tell a story about and then we got into a close-up duel and we bunny hopped around each other and it's just my brain i'm not i don't think this is a bad thing i lots of people enjoy it i'm cool with them enjoying it i don't think that their brains are bad i just think (laughs) 
I don't like it, even though I, you know, have gotten better at You're it. You're not it's a bunny hopper. Click. I'm not okay. a bunny hopper. Yeah. Well, if I am, well, it's, it's not even less that. It's 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 like you can see like a through line. A lot of what Austin is talking about is like it's related to like wanting to tell stories about yep. his play. When like I don't like that's it. That's cool. I don't care like, about winning. I care I'm, about telling a good story. Do you know what right, I? Whereas like whereas like I I like I'm fine just playing Fortnite and just like getting into a shotgun battle. And, like that's just it. Like that's and and maybe that's rooted in like my own history with like a lot of these games is like I'm fine with things just being throwaway and for what they are right. like not and it doesn't have to tell a story because that's just not what I'm there for. Like if I can't call up a friend after and be like, "Yo, I have to tell you about this Fortnite match," uh, and I can do that with a lot of it. I can do it with the, all the stuff that I've talked about that I do really like about Battle Royale. But then those the bunny hopping happens and it's like, well, and then and then we fought and. Well, and then what? Like, and then we jumped around each other like six times, and then I got him. And like, I, I maybe I don't have the lexicon to really make that make that sing the way I want to. Well, uh, that's like my subjective of every video game I play. So that's just who I am. Danica, as someone who who isn't maybe quite as wedded to their implicit narratives, uh, and maybe doesn't have that weight of history with like the the way shooter shooter characters have generally controlled and evolved. Uh, like, what do you make of the way combat flows in Fortnite versus, like, PUBG? Well, I, I, I still prefer using an AR because I'm not a good shot in games. So I'm still, like, using an AR and, and not aiming uh, perfectly. But the cool thing about Fortnite is your aim doesn't have to be spot on to be hitting people. It feels like, um, I know on console there's aim assist, um, on PC there's not, but it still feels like if I'm taking shots in the general direction, I'm most likely hitting somebody. Unlike with PUBG, where I have to be very methodical and careful with my shots. Um, I don't enjoy the bunny hopping. I don't enjoy the shotguns. I don't pick up the pistols. I just pick up ARs. Mm -hmm. um, and it's convenient because ARs and SMGs are what you use to take down towers too. So it's kind of just like, I have one gun. I Ammo is a huge thing. Um, ammo feels a lot more important in, in Fortnite than in PUBG. Obviously yeah. it's important in PUBG, but you need, like you need 400 rounds if you're going to be shooting at a tower and also trying to take people down. I think there was a person that I killed in one of our 50 v 50 matches who had a hundred rounds of the medium ammo for ARs or not a hundred, a thousand, 999. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I picked that up and um, I felt like I was set. Like when I have less, less than 200 bullets in, in PUBG, I don't give a shit. You know, I, I can have 60 bullets and feel like I'll be fine for a game. Um, in Fortnite, if I have less than 200 bullets, I feel like there's no way I'm going to be able to do anything here. So I still prefer PUBG's, you know, I, I prefer PUBG's combat and I don't play a lot of shooters and Fortnite's is a little bit floaty and, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, but for me, I'm just shooting to shoot, I guess. Shoot your shot, you know? Shoot my <laughs> shot, yeah. Most of the time missing, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I just feel like in Fortnite, with the exception of the AR for the most part, I am fighting with the weapons uh, in, mm. in a lot of cases. Like, honestly, what it reminds me a lot of is um, 
how shitty all your weapons are in Kane and Lynch 2, uh, Dog Days, <laughs> where, like, literally everything has just these massive, like, spray patterns, uh, with the exception <laughs> of, like, a handful of weapons. And so, like, kind of the objective is to get in someone's face where you're close enough that the error bars around your cursor basically don't matter. You're still going to, you know, unload everything into them. Uh, and I think it ends up making Fortnite combat feel a lot more like melee with guns. Uh, and I actually do kind of like that. Like for me, I think because I share some of the same, a lot of the same frames of reference with Patrick. Like um, two people running around in circles and dancing up and down with shooting rockets at each other, it feels really natural to me in a weird way. Where I'm like, ah, yes, my old friend. The that feels like the de- that feels like the demo map for Quake Three Arena that everyone played for like eight months. Right. <laughs> Uh, but it, it does make for a... But the weird thing is, like, so many shooters have gotten away from that that now it does feel kind of alien to me. Like, so many games have tried to solve for, like, endless circle strafing and bunny hopping battles uh, that now when you encounter a game that's just like, hell yeah, let's just let's just have that, all of it. Uh, it feels... It can feel really disorienting. Um, but as for, like, whether it affects the sort of way the story I'm, I'm sort of spinning for myself... Uh, I just sort of omit those details, right? Like it's it's just detail I don't spell out. It's like and then and then it, be, it felt a close range combat. And what's important, right, what's right. what's left out of that is, and it looks profoundly silly. It's basically a Monty Python sketch, but it's still a weird game of skill that I can still like get really in, invested in, uh, even if I do usually lose it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh, it's close combat time. I'm going to stop playing. Like, I want to win. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, if I had to make a choice, I would make a different choice. Um, I, I will say also that I'm excited by some of the new stuff that they've added over, over time. And I think that they like, I want them to lean as hard as they can into the, the, the more creative, goofy stuff. The like disco ball grenade that makes everyone stop and dance. God, that was um, so the confusing portif- the first time it happened. Did to me. you, did you see the, the weapon they just added and how people are using it? They added a sticky grenade and you can stick it to yourself Ooh. and so or you can stick it to like people in your squad <laughs> and so people have been uh sticking to themselves and then just like running into a fort and blow, blowing Jesus themselves up which has some really fucked up connotations uh-huh. given what happens in the real world on a regular basis but if you somehow separate that out it's <laughs> it speaks it speaks to like the uh the unintended consequences and the creativity of like the players and the world that like Fortnite has set up that like they kind of introduce these like weird yes. tools and then players go and do strange things with them. Like, and one thing I'll say that PUBG completely fucked this up with. Like, PUBG has been so bad at communicating to players and like figuring like almost oh, accidentally yeah. staying successful in a way that Fortnite. I think other than um, all the sorts of the, like obvious reasons like it being free. Um, um, you know the creativity, like the players coming from Minecraft, coming to Fortnite. Uh, the way they have like like so quickly iterated yep. on this game, responded to fans, interact with fans, have found uh, like you can see what's happening right now with like the the comments and meteors and the way that uh, players and this has been well documented by uh, Patricia over at Kotaku, like the way that like these uh, comments have been slowly getting closer in the sky and seemed to have been aimed at like a section of the map called Tilted Towers and players started like not fighting and just camping out <laughs> on, on the on these buildings and watching um, them get closer to see if they would uh, crash into the ground and so then in a patch that was otherwise you know putting in bug fixes and blah 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 then they like showed like 
conspiracy theorists like sitting on top of these uh, like evidence that like there was like chairs and beers and like uh, like a notes about like oh it's gonna happen today crossed off now it says tomorrow and like all these like little funny interactions with the audience that they have done uh, not just in this specific instance like the comedy meteors have gotten a lot of attention because it's been part of uh, this uh, season three I think is what they're currently in um, but they've been doing that like since day one right. and it's been a huge underrated part of why the game has been a success it's because they've been listening to their audience reacting to them and trying to find that 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 tension between like what they want and what they think they want and what they don't know they want and like the little things about like altering the environmental art to reflect um what players are doing it just echoes such a long way to maintaining, sustaining, and encouraging a community in a way that it, you may not be able to show on a balance sheet, but 100% contributes to like the longevity and the the interest and passion people have for a particular game. Right. Yeah. Um, it is it is one of those things that I think I definitely wasn't giving Epic enough credit for was the way they were supporting the game last year when it felt like oh they're cashing in on battleground success. It's like, well, yeah, okay, but also that constant communication, the constant iteration, the development of new things, and and the gameplay changes all all landed for for their own reasons, and the the ongoing support is like such a big part of that game's success, and and hats off to them. And when I say that, what I mean is, uh, I I can't afford to buy any more hats. Please stop <laughs> making cool ones. Thank you. I'm proud that I did not buy the tomato outfit. I felt. Uh, comforted knowing that you did. Yeah. Um, did you get the dinosaur? Probably the best outfit. No, I just, I just, I just decided to hold out entirely. Damn. Like I, I just, I, uh, like, I have enough trouble like buying things in real life that I can hold. Like the idea of buying like cosmetic like things is like it, it would, it would drive, it would drive me crazy. <laughs> so I just decided to hold firm and and not do it. The um the. I'm very curious to see how that stuff continues to develop because that stuff is super expensive. Like it is, I I, I did as a bit. I like kind of put some money aside Whoa, during Fortnite. Fortnite. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's too much. Um, and there aren't many other options for for customization. Um, you know, I I Battlegrounds has its own issues with with loot crates and random rolls, and I think that it's better to just be like, hey, here is. Here is some stuff you can buy for money. Here it is, um, and fuck it. I guess like if they're getting that, if they're getting paid, if they're finding the support that way. Go for it. But I would love some low level customization in that game, um, even if it's just you can pick between one of these five starter skins. Um, and I, I also think the game misses some of its character, some of Save the World's character, because. I suspect in in hopes of finding gameplay balance, it doesn't have the smaller or bigger body types that Save the World does. Um, Save the World has like big characters, like thick characters, uh, and it has and it has thin characters. Uh, and I I 100% understand that that's like a choice that you could I can imagine being made around balance and like everyone should have the same basic silhouette oh, or something. Oh, hitboxes, yeah. Um, mm. But like those characters added so much to what made the original Save the World 
feel like so unique. If you go back and watch the the original Fortnite, like not the original debut trailer, but the the 2017 debut trailer, um, it's like, oh, look at these cool characters. Like this one's like a, a lithe ninja dude, and like, and then this lady is like big, and she can build stuff, and like has a cool belt, and like I, I wish it had a, a little bit more of that stuff, and I wish that as a player, like you know, we we have a, a, a commenter on our forums basically say like, I hate that I can't just play as a woman. Like I, I hate that I can't just decide that, and that I have to look at these fucking military dude sometimes um and i wish there was a little bit of customization there for sure um this sort of ties into a question somebody asked on twitter uh from mothlands from watching the stream the consensus seemed to be that people were enjoying the game but it's not the one they'd stick with uh what would get you all to stay i'm, I'm curious is that an accurate read of, of where we're at and and if so what would entice you to stay a little bit longer in uh, fortnite I probably won't stick with it. I don't know if there's, it just doesn't feel like a game for me. I don't, I don't know if there's anything that they could really put into it that would make me stay. I think it's, I, I appreciate the aesthetics of the game. I, I just don't like them very much and it's too sensory overload for mm -hmm. me. So, so if it were an immersive sim, and you could totally <laughs> like beat other players like all right and i know this will never happen it's fair but to answer the question honestly like simi or immersive simi elements would be the thing that would make me play it uh you know for a thousand hours and if there were different ways of making the game play the game for me because that's of course what i always want to do if i could make like even if it was very hard or very difficult the other thing that would make me want to play it would be if there was a legitimate way, uh, like a skill-based way of being like a dedicated team medic or something. Like mm. if there was an actual skill to it, not just running up to someone and pressing a button, but hey, you have like to split TF2. this arm. You have to stop the bleeding, yeah. whatever it is. You know, uh, basically me on my bullshit uh, would definitely make me play that basically forever. And it's not impossible. Obviously, TF2, it's not like the medic was uh, exactly those things, but... That's probably more likely than a giant uh, multiplayer immersive sim. In, so. in 50 versus 50, you essentially could roleplay a medic and be useful. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, because that's one of the only instances where you could like be participating like on a large... Because like the, 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 the game's so... You know, in, in duos or squads, it would be hard to imagine how a class medic would actually be like particularly useful than like providing boosts or something like that. But uh, on fifty v fifty, like absolutely, you could just decide like I'm not going to shoot. I'm just going to try and you know it's gonna create res. cover and try and, and res people. And I think that would absolutely be useful. And hoard shields and give them totally. <laughs> um, I uh, oh god. Uh, I was going to say I really do. I, I that idea of dedicated healing. Uh, Patrick and I did one of our, I think maybe a duo stream where we talked about. What if there were classes in this game? And boy, I want classes in this game. I want I want the hero shooter like battle royale where I think the pitch that we gave was like just think about Overwatch battle royale where uh, you have like uh, an ultimate ability that really changes things. Like imagine Farah uh, in in a battle royale where oh. her ult is not is not death from rain or raining death from above. Um, it's it's being able to fly for a second. It's being able to like take off into the air and actually scan people and see where everybody is. Or imagine having the use of like Soldier 76's grenades and then and, and healing uh, area and then like also his tactical visor once. You know, I would love a version of that stuff with with even even more basic character classes than that. Sort of like what we talked about briefly with um, uh, Sea of Thieves, even where it is just like oh, I can hold 
three healing items on top of my my regular loadout, and I can hand those off to people. Like, it doesn't need to be completely cartoonish, but that's the version of it I would really love to have. Um, which I guess speaks to what would keep me playing is more, like I said, more weird developments. I really love the impulse grenade that lets you bounce around if you if you play it the right way. I really like the the disco ball. I want there to be more weird stuff like that and more strange game modes. That I, I will continue to check in on those probably, but I, I don't see myself playing it at the end of the day or like meeting up with friends to play. Like I, I, it would really need to be event-based uh, at this point. You know, I'm really curious about the comet stuff and how that all shakes out. And if there's an event tied to that, I'll definitely ch- at least check that out, you know? But I don't see it being part of my rotation. Uh, you know, I, I plan to, to keep playing. Um, I've, I'm sort of exhausted on PUBG other than when I'm kind of, like, brought in to, to play for, for streaming or when there's something new to check out. But, like, I don't feel the pull on that game uh, anymore. And, uh, yeah, so I, I fully intend to, to keep playing uh, Fortnite, um, and like in, in pursuit of the legitimate win, uh, at some <laughs> point. Um, and also just because, uh, it's, 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 uh, like selfishly vital to my reporting, probably to just keep like yeah. a tab on what's happening, uh, in that game, um, uh, as it continues to progress, uh, and, and progressive popularity. But yeah, even outside of that, I, I enjoy, I really enjoyed my time over the two weeks. And so I intend to, to stick with it and, and, and not play it daily, but definitely dip in, um, every so often and, and just kind of see what's going on. Rob, what about you? Because I feel like you're at a crossroads in a sense. Uh, so am I going to jump towards PUBG or Fortnite? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Is that even a question? Like, why are we even proposing that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm going to do both. Uh, okay. Like, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed duos. I, I really have. Like, and Fortnite is a game I actually. I really do want to get better at because there is a depth there that I wasn't expecting. Like, I thought the building was just going to be kind of a cheesy gimmick, and it mm-hmm. really isn't. Like, it's this entire other layer of play and this entire ability to quickly read a situation and build the right thing. It's almost a bit like, uh, you know, I use the RTS uh, analogy. There's also an element of fighting games uh, into it. Like, it's how you control spacing and, and, and block. Uh, and that like developing those skills really does appeal to me, but I think like in my heart I'm right there with Danica. There's something about PUBG PUBG's um, what's the way to put it? It's sense of like sprawling loneliness uh, in some ways and like ever present peril that makes it feel like this really intense survival experience and this transportive experience that Fortnite just is not. Uh, and I think I do gravitate more towards that sparse, uh, dramatic, uh, tense uh, environment that, that PUBG has to offer. Um, but as for what would make me stay with Fortnite, a little, make my stay with Fortnite a little bit happier, I wish there were... I don't know if there's a great solution for this. I wish there were a little more space to go get warmed up. Like the conversation we were having around squads versus duos and the fact that Fortnite does really push you to just dive in and go fight somebody. Okay, but like I can do that. The thing I'm struggling with is those late game encounters where it's really down to how well you can fight and build simultaneously. Um, And I feel like Fortnite makes it tough to get into those situations as part of a 
learning experience. Uh, there's not, or more, more accurately, it's very hard to go off somewhere where you'll know you'll have a limited number of encounters and you'll be able to experiment and play around with those different uh, strategies, different, different builds. Uh, it, it feels a lot more like with Fortnite, I am throwing myself against a wall over and over again. And I am starting to break down that wall, but I'm still hurling myself against it. And that gets a little old. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm trying my best not to just dump on this game, right? Like I enjoyed my time with it. That's an honest thing. Like I really did. I just also didn't have the, the come to Fortnite moment. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, <laughs> I, I feel very, come to Fortnite, Jesus, I, get it. I, I have a, my very, I, I'm pretty confident in like understanding. It helped me understand what I liked about Battlegrounds, a game that on its face is so much, so much plainer, so much more interested in the, in the tactical military aesthetic that puts me off. Um, so much less uh, uh, inviting to players. Um, though I will say Fortnite Battle Royale could also go to, could stand to use some accessibility options beyond kind of the the basic uh, key bindings and like colorblindness stuff. I, I would love to see macros so that you could build like the wall plus ramp combo in a single press instead of in, in multiple presses. I would love to see uh, some sort of tutorialization around teaching people how to actually play the game um which is hard but but I, I would still love for them to put some resources on that and see what they could come up with uh and i just think that like i yeah i don't know I, again i'm doing my best not to be the negative nancy on the on the podcast because because i had a good time with it i just also you're allowed to have a good time with the game and not want to go back to it yeah that's i'm true. just but the thing that's tough is that i want to go back to it i want them to do stuff that keeps me excited um, but I just, it's hard for me to, to imagine it when, when there's so many other things that I would like to be playing, you know? All right. Last question before we, uh, before we all go, Matangi asks on Twitter, where are we dropping? Yeah. Tomato town. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I like the outer, I like the outer areas. I think playing 50 V 50 really made me appreciate kind of just jumping out of the, yeah. the bus and, and looking and seeing where people might be going and going away from them, kind of like how I approach my drops in PUBG too. I don't like to get too spicy. I like to go places where, you know, other people won't be looting. Uh, and I really appreciate those like outer areas like um, uh, Fatal Fields Ooh, and yeah. uh, the farm area was fun. Yeah. I want the toilet place. That's where I belong. Flush factory? Yes, flush factory. That's where I, it's my true calling, my true home. And I, and I will say, like, as, a, as an aside, as we're talking about places we like to drop, like, one of the things that I really liked about uh, Fortnite that I... When, when I would have a bad uh, PUBG match and I, like, came away with it with nothing, yeah. there was no takeaway, it was just a bad match, like, that sucks. Um, what I liked about Fortnite is that, like, there are moments... Um, within an interval match that don't, where you don't actually learn anything, but like, we're still like, I liked, the, I liked, still liked, and and continue to enjoy every time that I whack at a tree, yeah. there's a circle for me to follow, to do it a little bit better, yeah. and just holding it down. When I played PvE, and that disappeared, I was like, this sucks, like, this makes, Wait, they get rid the of actual, that from PvE? It's, it's not in what? PvE, like, there's no circle to follow, it's just, that's, you just, that's different. That used to so be you, in PvE, so yeah, maybe, you look for the storm, and, and the, the enemies come from a specific direction, 
But no, 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 Patrick's no. talking about no, 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 I'm talking about when you're crafting. Yeah. Like oh, when you're, when you're actually trying to, uh, to, to get materials. used to be in PvE. No, wait, yeah, it absolutely yeah. was you, in PvE. You do craft. No, the hitting the but hitting the thing in the little like boom, boom, like the little yeah, it still has little tones. I was not the little do re mi circles. Yeah, (laughs) I think you do. I don't think it wasn't in there when I was playing it. This weird. Week. Okay, maybe that was a well, bug. It, I don't know. I, or they got rid of it. They got rid of it. Epic. Put it back. It's good. <laughs> it's sort of like neither here nor there. Like it was like the. It was that. It was. Um. It was finding the treasure chest. Like hearing the little sound, and then there's a little puzzle within like the match that you're playing. Like it was. Um. I think the battle pass. Like in some ways. Like I think I would. I'll pay for season four. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like the. Like. Uh. Hey, I'm gonna go check out this part of the map that I haven't been to because it's going to fulfill some sort of meta requirement that's going to get me possibly some cool thing that I can put on my character. Uh, I found myself participating in that stuff, and it was satisfying and interesting. And, like, that little do-re-mi, like, oh, like, there's so many ways that a game could include a mechanic like that but not make it so delightful. Like, it was a very uh, Nintendo sort yeah. of thing to put into a game. Like, it just ah, it just made interacting with something that was otherwise very rote and boring, like, a, a really charming experience. And I found the game to be just full of stuff like that between the chest, the finding the the gnomes, like, gnomes. which are, like, haunting and bad. But, like, it's 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 great. Like, it's, it's so, it's so good. And that's the stuff that I found myself being surprised how much I liked. And that even in a round that ultimately went nowhere, like, those little bits made me happy on the way to losing a mid-range fight because uh, I didn't put up the right wall. <laughs> um, more battle passes. Battle pass is great. I, I would love there to be a Battlegrounds battle pass. I would love there to be all free-to-play games should think about the battle pass model, which is like the, for people who haven't played a lot of, of um, Fortnite, you get these challenges that you're told to complete every day. There's like little daily tasks. Get two police... Er, oh Uh-oh. my god. Pistol kills. Uh-huh. Wow, my head is definitely in a place. Ooh. Looking at the old, looking at the old news these days, and it yeah. turns out police suck. Um, two pistol kills. Get get you know, land in in four places you haven't landed in. Like there's a collection of challenges that you can do to get XP, and the bar goes up, and you get rewarded with you know new skins for your glider or for your your uh, character or for your loading screens. Um, but those little micro tasks kept me playing a little bit more than I thought I would, and that's that's shout outs to those. Big fan. Uh, Not a big fan of the police, it turns out. Yep. Band is all right. <laughs> yeah, get on that. Get on that, Epic. <laughs> um, I'm going to Snobby Shores. Uh, going to loot, yeah, the, hell loot yeah. the homes of the uh, plutocrats. And then I'm going to work my way in <laughs> yeah. from the outside of the map and uh, hopefully have a good run at the end game. Uh, so, yeah, straight to Snobby Shores for me. Uh, nice. And I think that concludes uh, our Fortnite of Fortnite. And this episode of Waypoint 101, our uh, our tour of duty has ended, and uh, we'll we'll see where we end up next. We'll pick up another game to cover uh, pretty soon and give you a heads up so you can all play along with us. Uh, but we gotta have that argument uh, about what comes next uh, internally and probably a little bit online as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for that uh, by following all of us at Waypoint. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Rob Zachney. Austin, where can people find you? Austin underscore Walker. Danielle. At Danielle or I. Patrick. At Patrick Lubbock. And Danica, where can't people find you online these days? <laughs> you can find the very a successful tweet that says, oh, I can't boy. believe it was in front of us all along. Goth GF is just goth gamer feet. At Danica Harrod. <laughs> <sighs>
And you can follow all that we do, uh, including content like that, at waypoint.vice.com. Uh, follow us on twitter.com slash waypoint or on facebook.com slash waypointvice. Uh, be sure to join us again on Friday for maybe Waypoint Radio, but more likely a special <laughs> two-hour podcast about giant robots and an article oh, I think that about them. I think that will have already gone up by the time they hear this, Rob. All right, so what's going on? Uh, yeah, that's... Today is Frost oh, Park. Right. Tomorrow is Battletech. This will be Wednesday of next week. This is Wednesday? Probably. What's Monday? Or, oh, this is going to be Monday. I'm fine with it being Monday. People like want it to Monday. be Monday. Look. We're like ahead of the curve on fucking Look podcasts. Us. Look at us. We, yeah. we, we out the here. Content. We create it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you'll hear this at some point in the middle of a lot of other podcasts about about our various interests. Uh, I think there might even be one about God of War coming up in, in the near future. Uh, so yep. you can keep an eye out for that one as well. Uh, until then, for Austin, Danielle, Patrick, and Danica, I'm Rob Zachney, and I am still slurping. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.